Incidentally, I had to let that one play out also because that's how I felt while you were on your damn honeymoon this whole time. <laughs> lonely is the night. Lonely, lonely, lonely. Let me tell you, time changes in this country. What a pain in the ass. It's almost as inconvenient as daylight savings time. Dude, I feel you. I completely understand. I got over it pretty quick, but it, it, it affected you a little bit. Anyway, uh, look, <laughs> look. Welcome to episode four of Missing the Fairways. Let me get this out of the way and then we'll talk honeymoonage. Yeah. Uh, welcome to episode 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 four of Missing the Fairways. We're coming back after a week hiatus. Pauly thought it was okay to go on his honeymoon during peak spring golf season. During peak spring golf season, we're gonna go over how we gear up for some of our summer golf rounds. Yep. Since we're in that season, we're yep. ready to go. Um, a couple Instagram pages that we follow that are golf related. This was your idea. This one's gonna get me in trouble, but it's your <laughs> idea. <laughs> Um, how we gear up for our summer golf round. So we're kind of going to, like, you know, since the weather's changing, we're going to kind of gonna lean into it a little bit. Yeah, we're kind of, like, in that weird in-between stage, at least for us in the South Jersey area. We're coming up on Memorial Day weekend, and now is where the bulk of our pricing changes. Yep, this is the this is the weekend. And it just sucks. Yeah, it turns the corner here. Tea times um, with Dog at work on Monday, and he's like, oh, you know, we should play around, you know, you we playing golf this week? I'm like, oh, we're, we're going out on Sunday. He's like, can you play Saturday? Like, yeah, we, we'll probably squeeze it on Saturday. Why not? Everywhere. Booked. Booked. The only place that that wasn't booked was White Oaks, you know, 35 minutes north because everyone's <laughs> down here at the shore. Yeah, we're, we'd be going into traffic at that point. Right. Um, so this weekend we are playing at the slowly shuttering. I mean, I hate to say it, but the slowly shuddering Maze Landing Country Club. We're having, so I think in a previous podcast, and my wife is going to make fun of me at this point, but in a previous podcast, I talked about how we usually make the decision whether or not. For we're us gonna, too. Right. We're going to be serious or we're going we're gonna to fuck around. This weekend, I think we're fucking around. Paul and I don't get much time off of work now. And we're taking all three days, both of us. And we refuse to get stuck like, a lot of times, um, so we're by the shore town. For those of you that aren't familiar, we get what are called chubies, so out-of-towners that come down to our beaches. And because we have so many golf courses, and I definitely want to touch on that a little bit when we Me go too. over some of the honeymoon, um, everybody jacks their prices. And, like, I get it. You know, like, we, we're we not to the extent that, like, we, we don't survive through the winter. Like, we have commerce year-round, but... The summer, I mean, golf courses, like, is, is you know, they have to make their money in the summer. But Jesus Christ. So, yeah, we're going to Maze Landing Country Club. For those of you that are from this area, it used to be the shit. It was maintained well. We had tournaments there. For, they used to do fundraisers. They would do charity tournaments. And it was immaculate. It was the place to be. And it was expensive. Yeah. And it be, basically, at this point in the game, they're just kind of going, hey, like, you know, we are what we are at this point until someone comes in and saves us. <laughs> 
we are what we are. I went there last year to uh, talk to the manager about getting a membership. And, like, they actually had, like, a nice <laughs> little membership video on their website. So I popped in, and I go into the pro shop, and it's, like, some young girl. And she's like, ah, oh, you got to talk to the manager. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, are they around? And she's like, oh, yeah, she's out in the car bar- cart barn. The poor manager, like, and, and not, like, the club pro, not the superintendent, like, the actual, like, commerce manager was out oh. there fucking washing down golf carts. She's like, yeah, we're bankrupt. But we're supposed to get bought out in December, so like look look for things on the change. And then Sea Dog went and played there two weeks ago, and he was like, "Don't hit it in the sand because there's no dirt." Yeah, and he's like, he's like, you don't have to worry about the greens being aerated because they probably haven't been aerated in two years. So. It's just it's just like you know it's just one of those it's but just one la- of those courses that we're the, gonna dick with. The layout is great. I mean, yeah, the layout is a lot of fun, and it's actually a rather long course for what it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's nothing. <laughs> but we'll review that next week in length. There's nothing left to it. Yeah. So um, we're going we're gonna to run through a couple other little things. Like, um, I don't know, some of us got some new gear this week. Come on now. Um, Paulie. It's the best part of the week talking about this shit. Right? It's You know what the thing about... Jesus, my my mic stand literally decided right, to fall you, apart. You go, I got this. Okay, good. Literally started to fall apart at the moment that we started this freaking podcast up. Uh, but anyway, we're gonna we're gonna talk about, uh, like I said, some new gear, and uh, Paulie is gonna <laughs> and he's adjusting my mic upward as we go. All right, my man. All right, so um, and then we're gonna do my favorite segment, the FYI of the week. And um, and then our our weekly course review, which is gonna which is gonna be a a a, a really nice one. Uh, Blue heron pines. Um, great shape. Yeah, great shape. Um, so let's get right into it, man. Like freaking, we went out this weekend, and it was fucking randomly hot. So let like, me, let me start this off. That so we went out to uh, California. We went to Lake Tahoe. Or I guess it was on the border. Oh, yeah, I probably should ask you about that. No, first. no, I could care less about that. Um, did play some golf out there, but. <laughs> You know, the three-hour time change, my dumbass was worried about getting altitude sickness. Like, to the point of To the point, <laughs> to the of, point of, like, hypochondriac. And I was good out there, but I did not sleep well at all. And then we get back. John was a fucking saint after playing games with me and picked us up from the airport. And he's like, <laughs> we're sitting there Friday night, got the whole family back together. And John's like, oh, I really booked a tea time for 730 <laughs> It was 7.39. Mind you, I haven't slept for, like, more than a couple hours a night. And I was like, fuck it. We get out there and, at you know, we get there at, like, 7.15. And it is already, like, 80 degrees out. I'm a huge proponent of morning golf. And, I and love I, it. And rightfully so. I mean, especially now in the summer, I'd rather get out of the way in the morning. For me, I went from a place that was on a fucking lake and had zero humidity, zero pollen. <sighs> And then I come home and it's like, what the fuck is up, Jersey? Bro, <laughs> it was nasty. I sweated a week's worth of, sh- of everything out. So just for people that aren't in the area, all 12 of you that aren't in the area, um, it was randomly, like very randomly hot this weekend. Uh, the weekend that just passed, it was uh, 98 degrees. And actually, my, my thermostat at my house read it as 101 at one point. Yeah. Which is peak season for us. Yeah. That's like... Probably some of the hottest temperatures we'll get all year. Maybe global warming is a thing. Yeah, whatever, man. You know, <laughs> more water for everybody. <laughs> but the so it was it was pretty nasty. So we didn't really prep for it because for some odd reason you're like, oh, it's fucking hot, but it's May. 
Well, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, it's still, it's hot, but it's May. Oh, it's cold, but it's April. Right. It, it was 40 degrees out a month ago on some days. You know, like, fuck, it was, dude, right. Yeah. Like, it's, right now we're back to normal, which is like 50 in the morning. Yeah. And then, you know, you peak at about 70, 80. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's beautiful here. Yeah. So, this last weekend was just disgusting, but I wasn't having it, dude. I wasn't having it. I wanted to go out. But, and so you dressed appropriately, though. I did. You I did. John got a sweet Nike polo, and it is a lime green, almost like a yellow. Almost, so, it's like a high vis. Yeah, but my, like tasteful, very very sharp. Like, what a great shirt to be in in the sun. My mom got it for me, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't typically the fabric that I wear." She got it for my birthday. She she got me. She was like, she put thought into it. She like she got me like a like a golf polo. A nice one. And, yeah, so, like, I, I wore it out to the course, and I, I, I just didn't know if I was going to love it because of the the fabric that right. it was. But, man, is it nice. It was really, really, Fit well, really comfortable. Fit well, looked good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I actually I, – can I, can I just jump into this real quick, man? Fucking like, dive in. Dude, okay. So, I was on Instagram the other day, and I cannot remember which handle it is of the ones that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But yeah. – um, I can't remember what it is, but there was this kid who was a uh, stand-in golfer for the tournament last weekend. Yep. Um, the w- PGA Championship. Thank you, PGA Championship. I want. I want to keep saying the players. <laughs> um, yeah, for the PGA Championship, and he actually got the call. Right. And he fucking murked. Like he he was like number four or five in line. Right. So he was like, I'm not going to get a call. Like they're not going to call me. Yeah. They're not going to call me. And, uh, and you know what's ironic? Pat Perez was number two, and he didn't get a call. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So, so he he gets a call, and he was like, "Oh, whatever." Like he decided to fly down, but he got a call while he was in the air. Right. So he comes in, and his cl- I, I gotta find this guy's name, and I will at some point. But um, he comes in, and he actually didn't even have his like he had to leave all of his stuff there, or he was gonna be late for his tea time, and they wouldn't let him tee off. Yeah, like the club pro gave him his clubs. So yeah. like, we got your shoes, we got you a glove. What size glove he wears? Like, like le- medium, medium large. Yeah, he legit didn't have anything. The one thing that he had on though was a white Grayson. It's called the Goat Polo. And I couldn't have been happier when you sent me a picture of it, and you were like, "This polo." He had the mo- the nicest polo on, and I, I'm pretty sure they sponsored Dustin Johnson. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they, they. So I was looking at them, and I was like, "I need to get one of these." Now my problem. Justin is, Thomas. Justin Thomas. Sorry. Again, They're kind of shit mixed like up, Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson kind of go back. They fuck with me too. Yeah. What? You JT know what? and DJ. Yeah, all right. So Justin Thomas yep. wears Grayson. Yeah, it's like uh, on the tour, it's like Justin Thomas, Harry Higgs. They're not like that that prevalent on the tour right now. Right. But they should be. They So I, I fell in love with the pattern. I, I enjoyed the pattern. And he and I think 90% of what I've noticed now at this point is golf is a fucking, like, just like a life. Like, it's a, it's a thing. Like, there's a portion of golf where it's like about the dress, about the way you look, right? Like that type of thing. Um, and I, I, I really like to lean into it. I like the loud shit. You know yeah. what I mean? So I was very worried because I wear two X and everything. In Grayson, you would assume 
But since it's like so stylish and blah, blah, blah. It's going to have some goofy, very right. slim cut. So I bought a bad birdie shirt when I first started thinking I was going to be like the shit on the course. And this I bought a 3X and the thing fit like a fucking medium. Like no you, joke. You right? gave me one and I. Yeah, <laughs> I gave you. tight on me. I gave you a 3X and it was tight on you. Yeah. And you're like. what An, a, X? an X. Yeah. yeah. Like so you're an extra large. So it was tight on you as a 3X. Like, yeah. fuck you, bad birdie. Like, figure that out. <laughs> but uh, anyway, my point is, is that I, I was very worried about getting this 2X, especially since. Trying to find that picture. This That's shirt. why I'm not ignoring you. No, it's okay. But don't tell my wife. This shirt was $130. <laughs> and I don't typically, like, I won't spend like that. Right. But but, but you know what? I, I loved the pattern so much. I was like, fuck it. I get this shirt. It's perfect. This thing is perfect. It, it fits like a fucking glove, dude. Like OJ's glove. The, <laughs> the quality is absolutely insane. So, like, I got um, a pullover and a vest, and I wore it over to your house one day. I'm like, this thing's fucking totally waterproof, super comfy. And to to go down that, you know, Kate, I did it too. When we were – I had I got, like, two of their polos, and I'm like, shit. Like, um, the Peter Millar stuff's great. It's very consistent. You can pick it up dirt cheap. But, like, it's a little – it's very boxy cut. And then Holderness and Bourne is another company that makes real high-end golf apparel. And they have a slimmer cut, but it's a heavier fabric. They have some performance stuff, but I'm not a huge fan of it. So when we found Grayson, it still has that little bit of a slimmer cut, has a good length, and John and I are tall guys. Yeah. But, yeah, I bought – on my honeymoon, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I have 130 bucks for the fucking polo on – polo Dude, and this and cheap. that. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I buy all – all my shit on ebay like yeah. maybe once a month i'll splurge in the holderness and born are like 80 and i'll get one for like going out and having a nice one so i can you know look like a middle-aged dad and uh <laughs> it's a style okay the, the collars stay up without any tabs or anything in them the material is super forgiving and not to shit on other brands but like roback roback's a huge one right now roback pullovers slap peter millar pullovers are better but roback are nice I bought, like, three rowback pullovers. They are great untucked. They're not very long. They have a, a generous fit with a little bit of a slim cup. But the material, if your fucking seatbelt scrapes on it the wrong way, it starts to pill. So, like, I, I would I, – if I'm going to spend eight hours on that pole, I'd rather buy a Grayson one brand yeah. new yeah. and not have to fucking worry. Like, you can throw it in the washer and not have to worry about it getting damaged. Right. Yeah, and that's so the nice, nice part. The uh, pins and aces, um, I thought – their collars were very nice, yeah. and I thought my favorite one though is my Foot Joy. I have one yeah. Foot Joy pull, uh, collar shirt. It's very well made. It fits like a Grayson. Yeah, as a matter of fact. And people sleep on Foot Joy because like that used to be the most common thing that you would get in a pro shop. It's like oh, it's Foot Joy. It's standard, and it used to be like very boxy and just very generic and this and that. But like if you go on Foot Joy's website and if you follow them on Instagram, besides the fact that they sponsor almost every single golfer out there. Um, they have, like, a whole huge line. You can get slim fit pants. You can get tech pants. Like, they're, they've really – and they you they do custom releases of shoes. They do, like, crazy drops and shit. Like, so, like, yeah, yeah. Foot Joy's really come a long way. But And then Grayson, too, they make, um, they make joggers, but it's a golf pant material. So it's not, like – so it's very press-looking like and clean. Yeah, like, so they make – John's a big jogger guy right now. Dude, I'm a big jogger guy. But, like, theirs are, like, you, it looks like 
it just looks like you're wearing very, very tapered golf pants. Yeah. They're expensive. Right. I don't own a pair, but they're, they look nice. No, they, they have also – I'll touch on this real quick, and then we'll move forward because Grayson, Grayson slaps really fucking hard. Yeah. They have memberships for, like, limited drops and such. Um, Which sucks because they're so expensive. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, is, like, it didn't say anything about a discount, you know? The, you know what? I was thinking about that, too. Like, with the, with all their memberships, like, the cheapest one was, like, what, like, 400 It was 300, 300. So they had a $300 level. Of, and two $400 levels, which you look at them and you're just like, okay, what the fuck's the difference between each one? Basically, it's the style of clothing. Like, one's a little bit more dark. Yeah, so they give you two items yeah. when you sign up for membership. Yeah. One's a little bit more dark and, like, kind of, like, I don't like, alternative looking. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. And the very other one's Portland. Like, yeah, the other one's, like, very, <laughs> yeah, like, very grungy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other one's, like, very light and air. Like, I'm a golfer. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that type of. Right up my alley. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> very dad vibes. So, um, the, yeah, the two memberships are 400 bucks, and then they have a $1,000 membership, which is, like, basically – you know, you get the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. Now, they do give you – Um, they're starting to do events now. One guy that I have on my list of Instagram pages that I like went and filmed at one of them. But you get access. They have all of their items in their store, but then it'll be, like, members only. Right. And that's such a fucking tease. I know. Like, they have – like, I sent John. They have, like, a – almost like a pastel fucking pink putter cover. And their logos are slap. Like, they're yeah. so sharp with a black on it. And it's, like – 158 bucks for a putter cover and i'm like fuck it i'll pay it i want that thing yeah, and then you look definitely. and then it's like but you gotta buy a membership first you're like fuck yeah that's so it if you find another friend that you can convince to wear grace in apparel you can split a membership it's not gonna be that hard <laughs> if you're a golf fan go buy a grayson even if you buy so that so i will say this because you introduced me to this as well there's a huge like resale market on them yeah. on eBay. Yeah. eBay's got a huge grace and selection and you get them for like 40 to 50% off. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause like, I, like I was saying, like I like Holderness and Born. They have a lot of really, really nice stuff. They don't do much with dark colors, but they have no stock on eBay. Holderness and Born. That's 100% Holderness like what it is. I, they're, they're a little bit out of my, um, like my, my range of style. I don't think I'll be able to fit in them as well. They do. They run. They get pretty slim. But yeah. like the the Grayson is yeah. The, the, I Grayson have I haven't found a better fitting polo. It's a uh, uh, Grayson. How do you say the second word? Clothier. Clothier. I say clothier because I'm it's, a it's fucking. A, we're we're American. It's clothier. It's yeah. Grayson clothiers. Grayson clothier. Clothier. Um, check them out. Uh, they they slap really hard. Um, I, I I highly recommend, and I cannot wait to wear this shirt. I don't know if this weekend's the right weekend. Right. But I'm thinking about it. So, leading into summer rounds, are we good to go into that, or do you have anything else you want to well, say? Well, I mean, there is one thing that you're going to wear this weekend. 100%. But let's end the summer rounds on that. All right, deal. But the biggest thing that we don't think about is, like, especially if you're new to the game of the golf, like, you're going to go play in the summer heat. Now, I was always, like, undershirt under the polo. I'm the kind of bigger guy, blah, blah, blah. Do not wear that fucking cotton actual Ralph Lauren polo brand polo or anything like that that you got, you have to get some kind of like not even wicking material, but like a light polyester shirt to golf in in the summer. Yeah, like those like springy, springy, like elasticy feeling shirts. Have to get you it. Gotta fucking get those. Even guys. if you don't think that they're comfortable, I mean don't get like a fucking royal blue one out there. Yeah. Get it too short and then your guts hang like 
try it on first. Like, don't just like if yeah. you you know if you got to run to Coles, you got to run to Coles. Like, I get it. It is by what the, it is. But by the way, yeah, you wear an undershirt. I used to like, yeah. like, well, was like I was like a chubby kid. Like, you I didn't gotta re- go tits out, bro. I know, I know. What's the difference? The only time I do it now is to <laughs> if I wear something that's like light colored and you can see through and you can see like my entire chest tattooed and whatnot. Yeah, just I so mean, my mom doesn't freak out. Okay, that's fine. But like, yeah, because you're married, well, it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tits <laughs> out, dude. You gotta go tits no, out. No, well, and that's the other thing. Like, so what if you get one of these summer shirts? Like, I sweat eating ice cream. Like, they dry so quickly. Yeah. Like, yeah. so we sweated, like I sweated through a hat on last Sunday. And then by the time we got into the restaurant to eat lunch, I was dry within like five minutes. Yeah. So yeah. get yourself something like you can even get some of them. You have UV ratings like you can get all kinds of shit like that in a shirt. But like, number one, first and foremost, do not wear some heavy cotton cleanly pressed like you ain't going to no. have fun. You're going to be an ass. You're, you're an asshole for that. Right. Okay? Like, honestly. <laughs> But you, Especially if you tuck it in, you got that extra weight back there. That back yeah. sweat's rolling off you. Bro, not... just hit up Walmart. Wa- Honestly, Walmart. yeah, go to Wally. Hit up Wally and buy a cheap shirt. See what fits you well. Okay, don't you don't have to go to Grayson.com and get a whole bunch of shit. But you and, should. Yeah, you should most definitely. But like you know, I mean, you know, think about what you're doing. Get what you're getting, and then and then wear what you like. But we strongly recommend this polyester shit because it is. Going first of all, it's comfortable to wear when you're swinging. Yeah, you know. And second of all, it, like you said, this shit's gonna be dry in ten minutes. Yeah. And pro tip: if you find a shirt that you like that fits you well, take your measurements on it. Because yes. then when you go on to eBay or other websites, you can be like, "All right, this is the size that I need to cross and up yep. and down." And- yep. Dude, I drank a whole in in eighteen holes. I drank a whole gallon. Yeah, man, it was fucking hot. And it was warm. So here's so I have on here like what's like like a, a, our favorite piece of summer gear like something that you might think is essential like we'll go through the basics or I but the thing for me like the most essential thing for me is I bring a a small like oh so there's two different type types of golf towels mainly or two different sizes there's a regular bag towel and then there's what's called a caddy towel and that's a little bit longer I like a caddy towel for my bag but I bring a separate towel a small one another pro tip Amazon like ten bucks get the Gatorade one. I carry that with me in the car because I sweat nonstop. It is the most comfortable thing to have a clean towel that you don't have to look on dirt if you have to wipe your head or dry yourself. These are life lessons, people. <laughs> if you're not listening right now, you're fucking up. I've struggled through it, people. Like I've struggled even when I was skinny, I struggled through it. Dude, I I understand where you're coming from though. A good towel to wipe up your own sweat is paramount. Yeah, and like a two for one, or you take that, you take the, the towel off your bag. Fucking throw it in the washer and you're, you're ready for next after. week. Your you're socks. Doing good. Okay. Okay. Now we're talking. Now yeah. we're talking. What what kind of socks are you are you throwing on? So, once again, I felt so because I wear old man golf shoes and like that stiff leather. You do. And I did want to talk about socks. Is um, they're. It's called I, a segue, dude. Oh, I know. If we're on episode fucking four, Paul. Okay, we gotta start segueing. Oh, that I, I had a rough day at work. <laughs> I'm just trying. You know, I'm no, trying no, to. It's you, trying no, to be a conversation. You're, you're here. doing great. It's it's me. It's my. It's not you. It's me. Balega, B A L E G A. They're on Amazon. They're like twelve dollars a pair. I, really? I, I've been a Marshalls. Grab a fucking twelve pack of wigwams, and you're out the door forever. Yeah. You can get um. They have two different ones. They have a running one, which is real thin. They have what's called like the blister resistant. Regardless, they have a tab in the back 
that covers the rear of your heel, you will not get a fucking blister. I'm, I, 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 I know where you're coming from with that. Yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm a real thin sock guy. So if you, their running sock is the real thin. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm a real, and that, which, which sometimes can bite you in the ass a little bit because if your feet are sweating enough, mm-hmm. your, your shoes are going to smell weird. And that rarely happens to me. Yeah, like for me, because um, like I wear boot work boots year round, you know that. Like, and I always wear like some kind of merino wool. But if you're like me and you all you wear are leather fucking golf shoes, that little bit of extra thickness makes a huge difference from not like getting your foot fucked up. But if I'm wearing a sneaker, I'm I'm with you. Thin socks all day. Like you got yeah. to thin socks, non-existent. I, did we touch on the fact that I have my slides? I do slides to the yep, course now. slides to the course. Sliding it in, baby. <clears throat> Especially if you're going to go and eat afterwards. And even if you don't like wearing flip-flops or slides, yep. bring a clean pair of fucking socks because That's there's it. no better feeling than putting on a clean pair of socks and shoes Dude, afterwards. it just feels nice. It feels nice. You don't think you don't think golf is difficult, and then you get out there, and it's fucking <laughs> difficult. <laughs> now, I mean, like, you know, like you're sweating, like, okay, fine. You, you know, you're not sweating like freaking LeBron during really, a championship not, game. We're working out. We're swinging a golf club. Why yeah. are you sweating? You can go kick rocks. Yeah, you can. You can suck my white ass, clown. <laughs> no, the fact of the matter is, is that you do. You sweat like crazy. It's yeah. fucking nasty out there. I Especially mean, if you're in South Jersey, you understand. If you're like looking at the pros and they're not sweating, it's because they're playing in a place with no humidity. Yeah. Or you watch Tiger last weekend, who was the sweatiest guy on the course, and I felt for him. Yeah. Not he, because he was hobbling up and down, but because he was sweating. His leg was fucked. He's bad. It's done. I, I I hope not. I no. hope I see the guy win another Masters. That would be sick, wouldn't it? I think he's. I I mean, he keeps saying every week it gets better, but yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. How about all right, How about hydration? So like, I'm the master of hydration. The, <laughs> I the do master. my I do my fucking best. Okay, right. you're the key master of hydration. You guys want to get some hydration in your body? Okay. Wait. Let me see if I can. Um, I'm gonna just try to do it like a quick advertisement. Maybe they'll hear this and they'll be like, "Hey, man." This would be the greatest company to get sponsored by for the amount that we go through it. Right. I drink 64 of these in 64 days. I do not miss a day. If I do, I don't feel good about it. And now people have also told me that there are fucking good substitutes, and I don't care. Shove the good substitutes right up your ass. Right. Because I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Liquid IV. All day long. Liquid IV gives you the, 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 the proper... Salt and nutrients, nutrients, thank you, that you need to go through day-to-day activity, okay? Or I'm not talking about even just golf. I wake up in the morning, and I get it. People are going to be like, bro, there's fucking 11 grams of sugar in that shit. Look, dude, take shut a, up. Take a multivitamin. Yeah, take a multivitamin, whatever, okay? Here's the deal. Take some liquid IV, put it in a bottle of water, pound that bottle of water just before breakfast, promise you promise you if you keep up with hydration throughout the day you're good to go we got them for my bachelor party yep we went to myrtle beach it could be two o'clock in the afternoon you're day drinking everyone starts to get that uh that little midday hangover yeah yeah the midday or the midday we went fucking- through that like it, it, it it's almost like taking just like a shot it's whatever like you get your energy comes back right away the if you if you buy them on amazon you look at the price per what each of them cost, but then, like, you know, if you compare it to, like, a price of a Gatorade, it's less. You got to hit up their website. They always have, like, like uh, if you, like, listen to any podcast, like, 
you didn't just put in a podcast like word, you know, like yeah. I gotta listen to Two Bears One Cave, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. Are they sponsored by them? Yeah, like what I get IV. the fuck out of here. Just put a promo code in. No there. way. Yeah, promo code Bear. Oh, shit, and you get thirty percent off. Like you know, there's always some sort of weird like. I'm what I'm saying, order some right now, dude. It's sick, <laughs> dude. It's it's this, and they use and they take Apple Pay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. If Grayson didn't take Apple Pay, I wouldn't have a Grayson shirt right now because I was laying in my bed. It was like one in the morning. <laughs> That's when the worst purchases get made. Yep, Liddy Committee just freaking like oh thirty well, shirt. Looks fucking killer. Right now, when and you'll hear about this through the weekend, 30% off site-wide. And they have kombucha. Yeah. So I drink the Liquid IV Tangerine CTT, the cellular transport technology. Bullshit. I get it. Whatever. Okay? I love it. Dude. They, I didn't realize they had so many different like different kinds. They have um, They let out a new one. They have the kombucha one. Yeah. You can build your own bundle. Um. You can get one with a water bottle. You can get a 28-pack and a fancy-ass water bottle for 50 bucks. They just did, like, green apple, like sour apple or some shit. Yeah. So, anyway, um, hit up Liquid IV because they slap, too. I mean, you know, take one of those. A Gatorade is good, but, like, the thing about Gatorade is is that it it is a sports drink. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, it it does the replenishment and all that other fun stuff. But at the end of the day, there's a taste factor to it. Liquid IV might not be the tastiest thing in the world. Like, it's it's not like, if you if you said to me, what tastes better, orange Gatorade or tangerine liquid IV, I would definitely say orange Gatorade, but tangerine liquid IV still tastes good. What right. is, is that a liquid IV Kangol hat? <laughs> My man's got, uh, please order that. For 10 bucks. That's wonderful. Jo- you're 100% like, I don't like Gatorade. Like, I get the Gatorade Zero, like, you like this might have whatever grams of sugar, but the fact is you put it in just like a regular plastic water bottle. Yeah. Shake it up, you crush it and, and not to be and you're gonna burn that off. Not dude. to be gross, but you're you're peeing clear within an hour. You straight up peeing. I'm not to be gross. It's the greatest <laughs> feeling. Yeah, so uh yeah, hit up the liquid IV. If liquid you have a baby, you can get a ba- yeah, you can get a baby bib with one. Oh, really? Yeah. They have caramel they have apple. Sw- they have fucking swag. Fucking limited their... edition, edition caramel apple. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Yeah, it's all expensive. Caramel apple. My goodness. That might be. I'm about to get some kombucha, though. Dude, try it. I'm telling I'm you, going man. To. It, I will say this. When you get it shipped directly from their website, even though you get the 30% off, it takes forever to That's come. okay. I still got like 12 left. Yeah, definitely. So definitely get some. Um, Obviously, sunscreen, too. Get yourself some sunscreen. Do it the right way. So okay. here's here's a travel thing that you might not know of. So we went to um to Lake Tahoe, and I didn't realize that with the altitude, you're actually closer to the sun. Yeah, you're like, and especially early season, like John and I were outside a lot, so we get a, a good base tan relatively quick. But it's still early on in the season that wear a hat. I'm brown already. Right, I like, feel good. Yeah, I'm 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 white, but I'm always white. But point being that um yeah, it's. And, like, don't get the spray-on shit that's going to run down your fucking face. You know? like Do it the right way. Yeah. I mean, even if you get face sick, who gives a fuck what you look like? There is no worse feeling than waking up the next day and you're just fucking purple. I do dig I do dig a slight sunburn. Like a, like a, like a, you know, like a first Listen, degree burn would be a bad sunburn. Yeah. I'm saying like a, like a, like a 33% burn. Like a .33 I mean, degree you, burn. I mean, you have to get some kind of base layer at some point. Yeah. I feel I always get the good 
base layer by the end of the month. Where where are we at? Yeah, it's right now. By the time this comes out, it'll be the twenty seventh of May. By the end of this weekend, if the weather's as good as it is, I'll be nice and crispy brown for the rest of the year, and I'll feel good about it. I'll feel really good about it. I'll feel like I'll I'll feel like it's actually summer. Um, but yeah. Uh, so definitely hit up some sunscreen, dude. Like honestly, it's a good one, Pauly. Yeah, shirts or pants. Shirts, shorts, or pants. That's a big debate on the golf course. Like, so if you're a pro, you can only wear pants. So here's a fun fact. At um at Augusta, like in practice rounds, you're usually allowed to wear shorts. But at Augusta, you're not. It doesn't matter what day it is. So I forget who it was. He showed up to Augusta and, like, the actual, like, Augusta club membership, whatever, not even the PGA, like, came up to him and they were like, you can't wear shorts out here. He's like, I don't have any pants. So he had to wear his fucking rain pants, which rain pants are like anything rain jacket. Those oh, like Gore-Tex, so heavy, so heavy and so hot. So he had to play his practice around it. I would prefer to wear pants if and I, I work in jeans year round, but on the golf course, they get too hot. Dude, I, I'll, I'll wear whatever. Yeah, I'll wear whatever. I, I typically during the fall, I'll roll with the pants. Yeah, it's a totally different drip, man. It, I, I prefer to wear the pants. I love the pants, but I'm an old man. Like I just, yeah. I love that dad vibe pants, polo tucked in. Like I feel you. I feel. I, you. I live for that shit. I, feel I will you. say those the the Nike pants there's, or Nike shorts. Um, they're still on sale on TGW. The nine inch. It's not like a long nine inch. No. It's like a perfect crusting. It's a just above the knee. And they inch. uh and like you could wear them, you know, not to like a fancy, fancy place, but they have like a nice crisp vibe to them. I will say the only downside to all these Nike things that I've gotten is that you have to iron them a fucking lot. No, you have to iron them. I have to iron them. <laughs> I, I had to iron mine. And, and so that's the what so the Grayson shirts don't fucking wrinkle. I had all everything rolled up in my bag and um and that's another nice thing about those polyester shirts is they don't wrinkle very yeah. much. But the fucking pants, man, I was for like Ashley's clothes, my clothes, like all that stuff was ridiculous. But so I mean you have good you have good short and good pant game. I try. I try yeah, really you pull, hard. But you pull both off. I mean, you got beautiful legs, though. So like, Thanks, it's easy. <laughs> my calves. My calves. Your calves. Quit. They put Phil Mickelson to shame. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I'm going to tell him that next time I see him. <laughs> um, but the last thing I want to put on yeah. to this list that we're kind of working with is uh, don't fuck yourself. Get some good sunglasses, dude. So that's another thing that's, like, heavily debated. Like, some people say that. Uh, sunglasses mess up how they see the ball and this and that. If you're like John and I and you can't, it could be raining and pitch black out and we'll still bring a pair of sunglasses whatever, wherever in life with us. Like if I forget sunglasses at work, I'll turn around and go home. Yeah. Do not get cheap lenses if you're trying to wear them golfing. Yeah. So I made the mistake. I got one pair, Shady Rays, which are great lenses, great, they're a great $50 pair of sunglasses, and that's if you can't find a coupon code. You look down at the golf ball with their polarized lenses, it starts moving. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Oh, God, I just screamed <laughs> into the mic. Yeah, it's difficult to, to it's difficult to get that, like, I don't know. It's, like, difficult to focus, yeah. I guess. I don't really know. Right now, everybody, John, C-Dog, uh, another kid that works for me, Oakley Prisms. I, I'm, st- so I'm sitting here right now. With a pair of Oakley prisms on. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Just so you, so the listener understands, it is, uh, 
I don't know, it was like 81 or something today. Yeah. It was 81 degrees today. It's, <laughs> nice, balmy 60. <laughs> it's it's 62 in Paul's basement. The only thing that stinks is with the, these lights with this drop ceiling. <laughs> it's, I, it feels very sterile down can here we at just all turn, times. We can just turn them off. We can just work and we can do this like in the in the. I can turn this one off. Dude, that would be sick, man. I got like, you. No, you don't on. have to do it right now. Like, I mean, if you want, yeah, let's I'm try gonna, it. I'm going to do it right now. All right, let's try it. Paul's going to, all right, I'm going to give you commentary here. He just got up. Takes him a second. Uh, he's walking. He's walking over a light switch now. And oh, dude, I think that's the ticket. Half the lights are out right now. This is an ambiance. This is an ambiance. This is it right here. I'm gonna take a nap. I'm done. I don't know about nap. I mean, at this point in the game, pro tip: dead. get a basement. Dude, ba- basement slap. Yep. I'm building a garage. I'm well. I'm gonna build a garage. Um, and I can't wait. To have like a little little man cave area in there, it's gonna be wonderful. Yeah, after you build your garage, and after um, my neighbor, who's a really good contractor that I've been trying to stack up favors for, helped me redo my basement. Yeah, we'll definitely be able to do some uh, do's and don'ts of a kind of like your your golf man cave. Like we have John and I set up a pretty good setup in my pole barn right now. Yeah. Um, but we could definitely give you some insight of where you can cheap out. And where you should not cheap out. Yeah, there's definitely. I mean, there's definitely spots everywhere. This is this light thing has changed the game. Yeah, this is a lot nicer. Yeah. So Oakley prisms, they're expensive, yes, but dude, do it and choose your lens color color wisely. Yes. If you are playing in trees in the darker area, you want a lens that isn't going to be too stark of a change. Go with your browns. Go with your blacks. If it's a sunny day out, you want a lighter lens. You want your yellows, your oranges, your reds, your purples. Oakley. Uh, Save the blue for fishing. Oakley <laughs> Oakley makes an actual golf lens. Do they? Yeah. And it's it's a brighter it's a brighter tint. Okay. So it's like it might, like where these might be like UV 400. Right. Those are like UV 300 or whatever. How much do they cost? They weren't they weren't any more. No? No. I got two pairs for three hundred and fifty bucks. I mean, and, and I don't splurge much on stuff like that. I really don't. But if you buy decent sunglasses and take care of them, they'll last yeah. forever. Yeah. Or so you, or you wear them to work like Johnny and I. I do. I wear my I do I wear one pair of Oakleys to work and the other pair I only wear out. So makes me makes me feel half as good. Um but yeah, I mean, so that kind of wraps up like our summer stuff. Like I, I really think everybody needed to hear that because as a golfer, yeah. right, you got to go out there and you still like you still got to freaking you got to play and you got to. There's mean, always a back nine. You right. always have nine more to go, right. and you got to be <laughs> yeah. fucking ready. But throw and those liquid IV packets—they don't go bad. Throw them in your bag. Get a water at the turn. Get a water from the cart girl. Liquid IVs are so good. Pour it in your mouth and put your head head under the core if your golf course has core. <sighs> Man, I tried that one time. That is difficult. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. I mean, you can try like hell. I I I commend those who do it. Um, <laughs> Very sanitary. <laughs> so. I want to know, because on your list, I, I only know, like, a couple. Or there's one I definitely don't know. John, who do you like on Instagram golf-related, non-golf-related, at Boston Be A Man? Besides that, who do you like golf-related? <laughs> um, so there's a couple. Okay. Most of them, two, I, I actually put four on here, mm-hmm. okay? Two of them are pleasure Two of them are business. Okay. That's the way I'm looking at it. <laughs> All okay. Right. Um, Danny Maud. And well, that one I don't know. Yeah. I found him on a whim. Okay. Um, he's uh, 
really good with teaching golf tips in a in a in a longer sense. Gotcha. So, whereas I like that Manolo. Yeah. Manolo teaches golf. He's he's a TikToker, so he's like one minute, one minute thirty seconds. You know what I mean? Right. Danny Maud will put out a like, I don't know, a minute long Instagram reel, yeah. and then like go you go to his YouTube and watch it, and he explains it more in detail. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then for another quick one, uh, scratch golf tips. Yeah. That's all on Instagram at Danny Maud at Scratch Golf Tips. Their stuff is really good. Like I, I enjoy watching it. Yeah, Danny Maud can sometimes drone on, but that's okay because it's like if they're you teachers, really, they're right. That's their thing. If you really want to learn it, you'll you'll put the time in. Right. Um. What about you? Give me, give me, give me two. Because you have you you wrote a couple down here that I don't know either. Yeah. Um. So I'll do two that are like kind of around the same. The one is at Pins and Passports, and the other one is at Golf Tools. This is the nerd in me. So Pins and Passports is an ambassador for Grayson, and that's how I found them. And he travels, and he does, like, some video production and stuff. What I like about him is that if you're looking for any insight on, like, whether it's a clothing brand, whether you need a discount code, whether you're curious about what golf bag he's playing or gloves or whatever, you can message him, and he'll get back to you within a half an hour. The nicest guy in the world, and he has a connection for everybody. I see a little bit of myself in him. Who is um, this? Pins and passports. Pins and passports. And I, I'm looking at it right now. That's why. He's more just content. He doesn't get into too much glitz and glam. But if like if you saw him wearing a certain golf bowl and you hit him up, he would send you the link and be like, here's my 15% off discount code. Just a super, super nice guy. Yeah, he's got he's got a couple Grayson things out here. Yeah. So he just went and they did uh they did like the first big Grayson member event and yeah. he went and filmed it and stuff. He doesn't have a huge following, um, but he's very relatable and like I said, he's like uh he did a couple like I have I have his uh some of his golf tees. He did a thing with a Tremont or Tremont sporting company and like He's just a cool dude. Very nice to know. The other one is Golf Tools. He's more into like a golf swagger kind of thing. With a Z. With a Z. Fucking. At golf underscore tools. Tools. He just has cool shoes. Like he's the guy that gets all the Nike and Jordan drops for golf shoes. He has like all this Tyson Lamb. Like we talked a little bit about that, like the custom putters and the tools and stuff like that. Like He's just like a very – the two of them are good follows. Pins and Passports does more reels than golf tools, but they're actually friends with each other, and they go out, and they're just there's more – There's a whole network, man. There is. It's, it's really fucking weird. And I'm yeah. like I'm the guy sitting here following it. <laughs> your number one <laughs> – You got on, sucked right in, bro. Your number one on your list is like everybody's dream. Well, I'm going to – I'm going – first of all, I'm going to Zyre Golf. The okay. best golf meme page out there. The best golf – like you have to request to follow it out there. Zire Golf, Z I R E G O L F. Zire Golf. It'll have you laughing. It'll have you crying. It'll have you shit in your pants. Okay. <laughs> Zire Golf. You don't know how they're gonna hit you that day, and they get you every time. It's all quality content, whether or not it's a hole in one, or it's somebody getting hit with a fucking golf cart. You don't know where you're getting that day. Right. And that's okay. I like that. I'm okay with it. It's a great page. Zyre Golf goes really, really hard. Content, if you're looking for golf content in general, they are one of your people. Now, Paulie. Yep. Tell me one of your 
pleasures. And then I will get to my final one. I should have put a pleasure like yours on mine. But you didn't because you're all business. Nope. I'll put one on there right now. Okay. I'm listening. So it's at T-I-S-H-A-A-L-Y-N. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's either Tisha, Aon, or something like that. This is different. This is different. I didn't know you were going this way. Oh, I'm going that way. She does a lot with, uh, I think she's like sponsored by Top Golf and this and that, right. like by Fitbit and whatnot. But she's she's a thirst trap for me. Good for you, She gets Paul. it done. Good for you. Um, and she's, she dances. She just has fun. Yeah, she has good golf content. She's got good golf content. Guys. But like, she does a lot like uh, with um, Coach Rusty. He does like trick shots and hole in one trick shots. Oh, that guy. He's, yeah, like hole in one trick shots is local to us down here. He's a pro at Atlantic City Country Club. Um, My wife says he's a thirst trap too. I don't know why. That's what she said. Oh no. She's got a thing for people like that, you know. Especially no, because when they do. she's got things for people that look literally exactly like you. Yeah, no, she's and got she's, she's got a just type. Like way off. That's like way out of. Yeah, she's starting to see. Here's where I'm starting to veer. Here's where I got to start losing weight because she's starting to look at other, you know, like muscular dudes. And no, like, she's oh, wow. not. Look at that guy. You, you really know? think that? Hold up, that dude's a good looking muscular guy. He's not muscular. He's like six foot four. If we were six foot four, oh, we'd yeah. also be skinny. Is that what it is, dude? It's the height. Uh, he has Jordan golf shoes. <laughs> my man, that's <laughs> so salty. So here's here's my number one, and it's everybody's number oh. one. If you like golf and you're a male. Okay, and you are attracted to the opposite sex, then you know who Paige Spearnack is. Hundred percent. You know, right? Her Instagram handle is Paige Renee. She's got. She, first of all, she's probably she, she is the original OG Instagram golf girl, right? Like she is it. But here's the thing, right? She fucking leaned into it. She knows what she is. That's what makes her so enjoyable. Like when Harry Higgs, when um they were playing the waste management, and he like lifted his shirt up, and she's like, "How dare Harry Higgs use his body to gain right viewership or whatever?" Yeah. Like she knows it, and that's fucking. And you know what? Fucking own that shit. You know, if you're if you're that if you're confident and you're happy about, it and you're like, "Hey, I got the fucking goods." Like. You know who's to tell you what how to present yourself? Yeah, like, good for you. So she's she's a, a a blonde lady, beautiful blonde lady. Okay, she's got a kill. First of all, she's got a killer golf swing. She her form is impeccable. Yeah, she's a good golfer. I'm surprised that she doesn't do. Uh, I don't. I mean, does she do anything on YouTube? Yeah, she's got. She's got like a vlog or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So she's. She's uh she's really actually really involved in like all that YouTube and social media obviously right I mean, that, like that, that's her thing, but um she's also respected around the golf community so like really she's she's got clout and I and I have to appreciate that because she knows what she is she did what she she did what she did and now she's like she's she's known in the golf world, Paige Renee Paige Spearnack, you get it girl do your thing make your paper boo boo. I'm here behind you. I'm going to support the shit out of Fuck you. Fuck yes. Get after it. That's the thing. You know, we, everyone's so fucking quick to judge on what everybody's doing in golf and this and that. Like, just don't follow their page. Follow yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If you followed a, uh, an Instagram profile for the asses, you might learn something from time to time. She taught me how to chip. She did. She did. She taught me how to chip. She taught me how to do the choke up, the choke up close to the green chip. Right. And I'll never forget it. Thank you, Paige. I appreciate you for that. Amen. Yeah. So okay. Um, 
Where are we going now? Oh, my God. So you wanted me to do this, and I, I understand because I was like, wait a minute. So in previous podcasts, we were trying to, like, figure out, like, a little bit more structure. And we're still trying to figure out some of our structures here. And, and maybe it's not um, – we don't really have anything good this week. So this could be a segment that can kind of come and go as it pleases. Yeah. But, like, we're going to do, like, a little short, quick mini gear review. And it's actually something that, like – Seeing it like on Instagram and pages, like you might think is like corny or this and that, but it's actually very, very fucking convenient. Bro, you're sitting like Peter Pan right now. I love it, dude. My fucking neck is so so. I've been working with my wife, and um, she hits the a golf ball straight. My wife, my wife, <laughs> she loves when I do that. And uh, her whole thing is she doesn't swing fast. So we've been. I'm trying to teach her. The transition from, like, in your backswing, even if it's just halfway, you really need to move your hips and your shoulders, one, and really push off the back foot. <laughs> and she's trying. And it's she's, hard. She's like, I, like, I thought I, sw- I I was swinging my hips, and then I went and took one lesson. The guy took a video, and I'm like, I'm a piece of shit. I don't know what the fuck. What are my, all, all that move are my arms. Like, that's it. To be fair, you took one lesson, and the dude never called you back. I literally took one lesson, and I gained, like, 15 fucking strokes in, like, a week. That's what his guarantee was. You thought you thought you were going to lose 15. He's like, no, motherfucker, you're going to gain it. I, I by no means was good, and I'm like, like back to where I was, but better. Like when we played on Sunday, I only chunked like fucking two balls. Like I, yeah, I felt good. But I, at least with, after the lessons, like now I know I can progress. Like with how I was swinging, there was no progression to get any better, so I had to be stripped down. But so like I've been really, <laughs> I was showing her like I just swung halfway back and everything. I'm like, oh, boom. You, know, you gotta push. You gotta, you know, your shoulders are coming down. Like you really you gotta get angry, you gotta get violent. I was doing like this jerking motion with it. I woke up this morning. I'm like, I can't turn my fucking neck. Like, Paul, <laughs> Paul is in the spot right now where he legit has to like turn his whole entire torso to just look to the left. Like, yeah, that's where you're. You're just. Uh. Also, I'm trying to find the most comfortable <laughs> position. So that's also why I put like three shots in a diet coke before we came down. Yeah, I mean that's, I'm that'll to help me set it up a little. Should have crushed up some freaking Tylenol. Or <laughs> <laughs> some fucking eight hundred milligram ibuprofen. I yeah, probably dude. need that this weekend. Dude, but. my wife got a tooth pulled and she ha- she got the eight hundred milligram ibuprofen and like <sighs> freaking like some hydrocodone or whatever. Yeah, she said that the eight hundred milligram ibuprofen was just fine. Like that's what people say. Even like the the was like the whatever the prescription strength like Tylenol is like is supposed to be like pretty good dude is that like okay that's another thing you can throw in your golf bag too some ibuprofen especially yeah. if you're older yeah most definitely i got like eight rolls of tums in mine because i just keep buying them when we go to wawa forgetting that i have yeah, them. because you're gonna murder a hot dog at the turn <laughs> brother you need to, you need to make sure you need to make sure you're covered oh uh, yeah see if we're playing with sea dog there is nobody's getting out without housing yeah. a hot dog i want to have sea dog on the podcast one yeah. time uh con see we call him sea dog his name is connor yep. um connor's dad is a is a a, is a, a he's a golf pro right he's a golf instructor essentially retired now yeah. but yeah he was a he was a golf pro at a, a couple of prestigious courses around and here he, yeah and he's an employee of yours and you actually found out that he played golf uh organically essentially yeah yeah and, and he had he had just started he was like me he played when he was younger his dad said he had all the natural talent in the world but Connor was just like I guess it's one of those things that like you you do it so much and it's all right there that after a while you're just like eh. 
like Connor's dad was uh, and stepmom were telling me a story that they went and I think they were playing like Galloway National, which is like regarded as like one of the top courses in the area. Like you can't get on there. And Connor's dad's like, we're four holes in and Connor's two under par. And he calls the stepmom to go pick him up because he was bored. <laughs> it's like you're playing such a prestigious course. Right. But, like, you're not old enough to understand yeah, and appreciate, appreciate it. Like, now that, he's yeah. like, fuck, I'd love to play there again. Yeah, right. And whatnot. But, like, at that time, he was just kind of like, eh, it was golf. You know, my dad's my coach. That's always difficult, you know, especially yeah. when it's someone that has so much knowledge. And all you do is you want what's good for your kid kind of deal. Um. Yeah, he just and, and you know we we definitely need to get him on too, and he wants to come on um, because he just got new golf clubs as well. Yeah, so he got he got new clubs, but Connor is a younger guy, so he can put like he puts uh, he puts some fucking oomph behind these fucking swings, dude, and they are they are monstrous. His drives are fat. His freaking his iron play is good. He just swings a club so fucking like yeah. he's playing extra stiff tour shafts. Like he just fucking swings fast. Yeah. He's a, he's a monster. But th- that's who we call C Dog. I wanted to clarify that. But uh, great kid. Yeah, good kid. Hey, we know you're listening. If you're listening, Connor, and we know that you are, we want you to come on. I just stole that from the Hey Babe podcast, by the way. <laughs> uh, if you're listening, Connor, and we know that you are, we want you to come on our podcast and talk to us. And tell us things about your new clubs and about your game. And maybe, you know, not be as quiet as you are in real life. And that's it. That's it. So. Connor hates the media, though. So. The fucking, liber- fucking media, liberal the media. media, conservative <laughs> media. I don't even No, care. no, no. So, yeah, he, yeah, no, exactly. Like, Connor just hates the media in general. Yeah, he just hates the news. I hate the news, too. Every morning I wake <laughs> up and they're like, oh, more people are dead. And you're like, oh, cool. Good morning to you, too, you fuck. <sighs> and what are we going to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's blame people. Let's not come up with a solution. Anyway. Yeah. So. Back to golf, right? So, you had talked about this in a previous episode. We talked about, like, something that you would like to get or you think would just be convenient to have. And you got the. You got a club, uh, an on-course freaking water brush cleaner. Yeah. yeah. That uh, thing is awesome. Yeah, best, like, $7 I ever spent. <laughs> I thought it was going to leak like fucking crazy because it was, like, a $7 thing. But it actually really sealed well. And, yeah. like, yeah, got to squeeze it a little hard, but it doesn't really matter. Like, you are you chunk one, every, something's a little fat, or you come out of sand or whatever. You just hit that. You hit that thing with a little water. You're good to go. And it's not like a. It almost feels like a rubber. Yeah. Like the actual water container, which is nice too. Like you don't feel like it's going to get brittle and crack or anything like yeah. that. I was very pleasantly surprised using it on your bag. Yeah. Kind of a cool little thing to have. Yeah. It was legit. Like it was fucking seven dollars. Just right. get one and put it on there. I promise you, it'll save you from having to clean your clubs. Yeah. It's very convenient. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that thing worked. I mean, it, all I did was fill it with water. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you want to fill with, like, a little bit of a cleaner or whatever, you're more than welcome to. But I did water. Not necessary. Yeah, shit worked. Not, not necessary yeah. at all. Bristles were not, excuse me, nice and soft. And long. And long. It really gets in there nice and deep like. Gets in there nice and deep like. Puts, you know, your five irons nice and clean. <laughs> yeah, no, it worked. Um, yeah. It worked really good. Um, so, anyway, uh, what else What else you got, Paul? I want to talk about ferals. Yeah, I know. And I wanted, not, not feral cats or animals or <laughs> dogs but i mean i'm okay with that too so for those of you that don't know what a feral is on a golf club and golf club and that's okay yeah yeah yeah. it is the uh plastic piece that connects your golf head to your club it looks like it connects it um those are interchangeable but you have to completely disassemble your club i had no idea they were interchangeable though 
Yeah, so there's the one company. It's BB and Fco. Um, they're on Instagram. They do drops, but for me, I wanted to disassemble all my the all the all these clubs that I've been fixing and I've been redoing and stuff like that. Like I wanted to jazz them up a little bit. They're not my everyday clubs. They're they're more difficult to hit than my clubs. Like I got blades and stuff. Um, but yeah, so you can get ferals, and when you disassemble your clubs, you can put these back on, and they look sweet. They're literally just a hardened plastic. Yeah. But with crazy color They look really like I I didn't really notice ever how different that'll make your club look. Yeah. So like if you're into like like you're a serial hobbyist. Right. hundred percent. Like you are you you get into it and you're like you might get into like playing golf, but that it, that doesn't stop there. You're like, Well, I wanna see if I can like <laughs> refurbish this set of clubs. Like you have a persimmon driver. Like you have an old wood driver and it's persimmon colored. It's like almost like a like a like a reddish purple. Yeah. And we're you were thinking about taking that out onto the course this weekend, right? I, I and it's did. a McGregor. Yeah. When is the last time you saw anything made by <laughs> fucking McGregor? So that's what I have. So I have a, a set. I have a. I have another driver, but that's the one we're going to take out. Okay. Because I got the other one. I have a full set of a one, two, four, and five, and I don't want to break them all yet. So let's go break this one. All right, fine. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Let's let's break it. Let's let's have a good time with it. Yeah, but, but like uh, if you so you can get like wedges typically last fairly long um, unless like you play in sand by us like like usually pro courses the sand is like the sand on a beach like it's very very thin it yeah, flies very. up easy ours like when we played blue heron there's one hole where it's just like 40 yards straight of just fucking sand and like fine it's a fairway sand problem is it has fucking rocks in it yeah that are like they're big they're not like they're just like a good size they're like one inch by one like they're large like so if you don't you can if you want to try to take apart a club which isn't that difficult to do and put it back together you can refurbish wedges that are in decent shape relatively easily i wouldn't say don't go and take your brand new set of you know thousand or whatever they cost custom fit irons like do not just go home and rip them apart especially if you're not familiar with it if you like your grips that are on it Grips, if you use alignment grips, they'll align your hands with the face. So, like, there is a lot to do with that. If you're someone that doesn't pay attention to that, then, like, go ahead and take them apart. This reminds um, me of something. Okay. Okay. Is it possible for you to re-grip my wedges? Oh, 100%. All right, cool. You just got to show me which ones I – what grips I need. I want to re-grip them to be the ones on my on my, on my my sims. Okay, yeah. You know what kind those are? I, I would be hard-pressed to – to think that they're you know. they're tell, tailor made. Oh no, you got you got that's medium. Right. That's right. That's right. It's fucking quiz time, Paul Huber. Do you know what they are? They're lampkins. I'll give you that much. Yeah, they're lampkin medium, but I don't know what model they are. I don't either. Or mid size. No, they're they're mid size and they're sticky as shit, and I love them. Yeah. So I want to regrip my club into that. Is there anything crazy that that entails or not really? What's a quick little like a like a quick little crash course in doing it? Yeah, no doubt. So if you um and, and this is actually Amazon's really great for this. The first thing is removal of your grip. If you want to save your existing grip, you put a air hose to it and like a, a, a compressor and you actually put it in there and the air you keep going around it and we'll shoot it off. Basically, it's a double-sided tape goes on the actual club itself, and then you wet that with mineral spirits is the most common. 
you pour mineral spirits on it. You pour some into your club. You put your finger on both or of your grip. You put your finger on both end of the grips, rock it back and forth, and then you just slide it on. And then from there, um, you can get a kit on Amazon for cheap if you want to just try it to get started. Um, it's a rubber piece that goes in a vise, holds your club in it. You can get a club to gripper, which is literally a utility knife with a carpet blade on it, just to pull, mm-hmm. and that way it doesn't it doesn't cut any of the metal on your club. Um, it comes with a spray bottle with mineral spirits, and then that double sided tape. The most crucial thing um, is putting your double sided tape on to make sure that it's like perfectly flat. Because if you use like I use a thing grip, you can feel imperfections in it. But besides that, once you take it off, like it it all depends on if you use your grip as an alignment or not. So a lot of grips will have like an arrow that when you have your fingers on it in your set, your club face is exactly how you want it. I don't really pay attention to that too much. Some people do. Maybe we should. (laughs) (laughs) And they, and they do like, um, golf prides like super common. They make, uh, their MC four is the most common grips. That's what you have right now on your Callaway wedges. Um, and they make ones with an alignment for that. Some people like logo up on the grip. Some people like logo down. But you literally just slide it on. Um, and if you buy one of these packs on Amazon, the tape comes in a pre-cut length. So, like, if you want to then do it as a serial hobbyist as myself, you can just buy the tape and then you just know. Like, I always just cut mine half an inch shorter than my grip itself. But it's and really not that difficult. And that's it. That's the way you re-grip a golf club. See, this is what – this is the e- – like – if for me, I'd be like, well, I don't know. This is a specific way to put it on. like, And I just get lazy about it, you know? Yeah. You, you're pu- just like, no, nah, I know. The putters fucked me up. So Dog helped me do one set of irons, and then I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And then he helped me with um, do, like, two putters, and then I did the last two myself. But the one thing is, like, it's all about your perception of your eye and your club. So it's almost better to an extent. Like, if you're, like, for a putter, if you have a flat grip and, like, an alignment, like, People will purposely turn their grips to open or close the face. Oh, really? Stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's not difficult. Like it's and like I said, don't go tearing apart. You know, if you have like one good set of like very good clubs, like I would love to tear tear apart my te- tear apart my tailor-mates and put some ferrules on it, but it's not worth it. Like if they yeah. get like if they get fucked up and I got a new pair, like absolutely I'll go yeah. for it. But besides that, it's just you know. Unless you're super, like, I, I know that I can do it, and I feel confident in doing it that they're not going to break once I go out and play. But if you're someone that's me, that's like a creature of habit, needs everything specific way, like, I won't touch those things until I'm done playing them. Ferals just make your club look a little they more look cool. custom. Yeah. They make them look a little more custom. Yeah. And it's pretty rad, honestly. Yeah. It's a fun little thing. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Paulie? This is I, I I'm gonna tell you right now. This is one of my favorite. Things. I love that this is your favorite. Thing. I love it because there's some shit that I'm like, oh no, I know what that is, and I'm secretly listening, just going like, oh, keep explaining because <laughs> now I get it more. This is a good one. I agree. It's your FYI of the week, buddy. FYI of the week. We're gonna talk about your greens for those of you that don't know what a green is, because you're like grass is green. We're talking about your actual putting green. Yeah. Um, the real putting green. You're not gonna hear it too much around this area at least in the south jersey area um we're going to talk about green speed or stimp so the green speed is did you say stimp stimp i've never heard of that yeah it was like the guy that came up with it it's like named after him it's like stimp meter or something goofy like that but it's the quite literal definition is the numerical value which rates how fast the ball moves on the putting surface and i got into a deep conversation with my neighbor steve about this so 
when we went to nobody around here when you pull up no one's like ah you know unless it's your buddy like greens are rolling fast today or greens are rolling slow it's usually like after like the second hole we're like what the fuck like this is so much <laughs> How do different we do this? yeah um but you go so we played at like an actual uh, a qualifying a celebrity tournament we played at Edgewood Tahoe and first thing we pulled up stars like greens are rolling out of 12 today like good fucking luck the higher your numerical value the faster the green rolls standard pro course is rolling out of 12 according to USGA um so we played on it I'm like this is way faster than anything we fucking play on back home and I was talking to my parents' neighbor about it, and he said, like, that's his most frustrating thing playing in the South Jersey area is that, like, I don't – he's not sure, and I'm not sure if it's just, like, the lack of help or a superintendent to be able to really properly take care of the greens or if it's the air or whatever to get them rolling at a certain speed. But this number is calculated by – it's like a ramp that they put on. And there's actually like putting aids that look just like it where like it starts off straight and then it drops down and it rolls. Right. However many feet the ball rolls, once it hits that, is the speed for the day. So it's like basically calculating, all right, this is the slope that it's given. At this slope, Y equals MX plus B. Um, <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, it's not this. Yeah, it's like that's how fast it is. So if, if from a certain point, that's how that's how it rolls. So that affects you a little bit in your chipping. You know, like if you're shooting like a high shot and you went backspin and things like that, or you, you know, if you know it's rolling fast and you know it's downhill off the back, you want to hit the front. You'd rather put uphill and downhill, or you just want your ball to hold the green, um, or you know, you don't want to putt downhill just in case, then you know, like, if you have to lag putt, this is where I'd rather lag putt and get it a foot away from the hole or two or three feet away rather than go for the glory and then have it accidentally roll past. So, so then, here's the real question. Mm -hmm. Let's you So you said a 12 is considered standard for PGA courses, right? Yeah. What if they're – what if, like, you get to – let's just, I mean, arbitrarily Augusta, Right. right. What if you get to Augusta and they're rolling at like a nine? Like, are they like, well, you know? Usually players will bitch. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, like, like and my parents' neighbor, Steve, Steve's a scratch golfer. Like, he's he's good. And, like, that's like he hates putting on greens that are slow. He said it doesn't feel like real putting for him because he can't get a real feel of, I guess, the faster the green, the more you're able to get, like, your actual stroke and get your feel in for and your touch. Whereas if ours are rolling soup, like the whole thing is if you, if yeah, I guess if your green is rolling at a certain speed, it really, and you get used to consistently playing that, then you can really figure out how slope affects your game and how much it's actually going to break. Like I cannot tell you how many times and, and after playing on faster greens and looking back where we're always like, thought that was going to break, thought that was going to break, thought that was going to break. We never get We're just stupid. <laughs> that too. But like our ball gets to a point where like it it's either going to break too much cuz it's going so slow and the faster you hit the ball the less of a break that it's going to take cuz it's, you know, moving past it or over it that like it does fuck with you. I mean, I will say that ours, I mean, blue hair, but it also is you know, is the sun on it? Is it dry? Are we playing in the morning when it's wetter? Is it going to be slower because that is going to be faster? There's a lot of fucking things that come into it. But if you roll up to a course 
and the starters, like I'm going to tell you right now, like greens are rolling out of 10, they're rolling out of 11, they're rolling out of 12, it's going to be rolling way faster than your municipal course. It's going to be, yeah, you know, be prepared. And definitely if they tell you that, fuck the driving range, go over to the putting green and go putt for 15, 20 minutes and get used to that faster speed, especially if you're not. Because I will be the first person to admit that I spent 45 minutes on the putting green, didn't even touch the driving range for more than 10 minutes. Right. And just all I did was from one foot away, from two foot, from three foot in a straight line and just kept seeing how my stroke and how my speed was going to be. That's really something that I think uh, like a lot of new golfers think that they don't need as much. Everybody's so worried about getting on the driving range and hitting the long ball and just see that one went 250. That one went 300. Right. You know, but when you get to the green and you're fucking four putting. Right. Like, that's not helping you. If you figure if you can hit a nine iron, 130 yards, whatever, pitching wedge, whatever it is, and you can hit that consistently and it's a par four and it's 350 yards, you can be on the green in one putt if you're a good putter. Oh, yeah. You can make par. Yeah, you you can make. So You you putt for Dell. Right. As corny as that is. Right. You stop. If somebody said to me right now, like, as, as new as I am to the game, hey, man, what advice would you give me? As a new golfer, right, I would say, don't read too much into how far your driver goes, right, and work more on your putting, right, because that, like you said, putting putting is you putt for dough, right, right. You can get on the green, even if even if you're playing bogey golf, dude. Like even if you're playing fucking bogey golf, if you're hitting a par five, that's when you need to worry about your driver. So this is. So Steve, my parents' neighbor, Steve, and he was like, we were talking about this. So just say on average, like each course is going to have like, you know, usually like three par threes and three or four par fives. But if you're playing mainly par fours, right, and you can get on a par four in two strokes and you're playing from the white, say, and, you know, so your par fours are going to be, you know, it could be drivable at 300. It could be up to 340. But just say, you know, it's average. It takes you two strokes to get on for 18 holes. That's 36 strokes. Yeah. And then if you want to add, you know, another five strokes for your par fives, you know, that's 41 strokes. That leaves you with 31. If it's a par 72, that's 31. So that if you, you know, do that 31 divided by that 18, you know, that's you're like roughly like just uh, like one and three quarter strokes like per hole. If you did two strokes a hole, basically if you did two putts per hole, Right. You're in a good shape. 100%. So, like, you don't realize how much, like, that makes up for it, you know, because if you're three-putting on every single hole and, you know, and you're on the green in regulation, so if you do three by 18, that's 54 strokes. Bro, don't don't get me wrong. Like, I'm I'm not going to bullshit you here and tell you that, like, it doesn't make me feel like I have, you know, the – like I'm the next fucking Bryson DeChambeau when I drive the fucking green on a par four. Right. But like smart golf pace. It really does. You need to like you like it feels like you it feels nice to hit a fucking bomb and just be like, I'm gonna sit in the cart while you peasants try to make your way <laughs> to the fucking green. Right. But I will tell you right now, every single time 
I remember driving the green on a par four. I was within 20 yards. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, within Hamilton 20 feet trails. of the hole. Yeah. And you used like a fucking three wood. I used a three wood. I drove the green. On <laughs> I drove the green. And I still made bogey. Right. It does not fucking matter. Even your, even not you, but even, you know, on a par three. If you're on a one and you're 20 yards away. It sucks. Right. It, part, uh, we're going to get to that course review in a minute. <laughs> I will tell you, well, I don't even want to get in. You know what? Let's get into it. Fuck it. Who cares? Right? Yeah. Like, so well, let's, let's go right into it. So that's, that's our FYI of the week. Paulie, I like the FYI of the week. Okay. It's fun. Yeah. And, and, and so like I said, you know, get a feel for your putting. Get on there. I will say that, you know, you can watch a, a thousand different YouTube videos or Instagram wheels, reels or whatever and get different explanations on different ways to putt and different ways to do this and different ways to do that. Everybody's stroke is, is their own and they're unique. But you can look up putting drills. And even if your putting stroke isn't perfect or it's not the same as this guy's, look up those drills and try those drills. And don't just fucking waste your time sitting there plopping a bunch of balls and just walking around. Do the drills. I promise you, you will see immediate results. And it is true. On to the course review of the week. Blue Heron Pines, located in wonderful Egg Harbor City, New Jersey. Wow. wow. Located in wonderful Egg Harbor City, New Jersey. No, it's, it's, it's in Galloway Township, New Jersey, I guess, right? I, I, I don't know. It's like it's tucked. It's tucked Definitely away tucked. where you have, like, you'd never know there was a golf course there. Um, it is... What would you say? I mean, this is theoretically it's it's a Parkland style course, right? Yes. But it's very, in my opinion, it felt like some of it was a little linksy. Yes. Yeah, so they definitely keep um, there. There's not a ton of, of as far as like in between trees and stuff. Like it's relatively cleaned out. Yes. It's very um, it's very narrow, and and say. it is very very. You have a lot of short short green or short short fairway up to the green. Yes. Very short. Yep. So Texas uh, Wedge all day. Texas Wedge is the way to go here. Texas Wedge, in case you don't know, is putter, you know, five yards off the green. <laughs> and you just give it a fucking yeah. whack. Or really fucking work there. on your bump and run. Yeah, bump and run is the way to go too here. Um what I like okay, first of all, let's 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 do, get this out of the way now. Right. John loves this course. It's and I do too. It's a very fun course. It's a top five for me. Yeah. Okay. Score wise, I shot a one oh one. Yeah. Now, anybody that's been listening since day one knows that my biggest thing, and that's a legitimate 101, by the way. Yeah. I, you know, I counted a drop. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. That's a legitimate 101. That's not like, oh, um, yeah, I didn't like that drive. I'm going to throw another one out there. Right. Like, that's a legit 101. Uh, yeah. Um, it's in Egg Harbor City, New Jersey, Galloway Township. 18 holes, par 72. From the tips, it's 6,800 yards, 6,810. Um, it's a little bit longer than most. Um, yeah, for this area. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the course itself during the winter, we went once Yep. and I was not a fan. It was, t it's, I feel like because the, the grass is kept short, everything about it plays more of a, a professional well-kept style. It there's not a lot of room for error as far as when you're playing. Right, like you're you can't take a clean divot in the winter time there. Like you're just it's just too hard. It's just not right. It's not enjoyable. That the all of your fairway bunkers and everything are just like just 
very depleted. Like it, it, this course gets played a shit ton. This is like yeah. this is a good uh, for the South Jersey area, a good mid price course. But you want to play something longer than most of the South that we have around here. And guys are out there all day grinding. It takes a freaking beating. So you were actually saying too, and I didn't know this, that there was a nine hole course with this. Place, it was actually right? another eighteen. Oh, and no, so it was yeah. two eighteen two hole 18, courses. Yeah. And what? So what did they end up doing? They closed it down. I'm not a hundred percent sure what they did with it. I just remember talking to Sea Dog, and we both played these South Jersey Junior Golf Tournaments as a kid. And that was the harder one, and it was just, like, fescue up to your knees all right. day. Like, it was just lost ball after lost ball. You can't ball. even tell that there was another course there. It's No. A, I mean, so this course, uh, f- I would say five years ago, was desolate. Yeah. It was garbage. Um, and then Ron Jaworski came in and bought it. Ron Jaworski is like a I I mean he's he a, a fo- he was a football player. Charles I don't played for the Eagles. Yeah, like yeah, I know that he's locally like in the, within the tri-state area like everybody knows his name, but I don't know if like you're sitting in fucking California and you're like, "Oh shit, Ron Jaworski?" Like yeah. you know like he's And not, he's not a, a course designer or anything like that. He does like wedding events. <laughs> right. <laughs> like and had him he, bought some golf courses. He just so happens to own like five six golf courses in the general area and every single one of them is like a higher end course like for um, for what are for public courses in the area yeah for a public course it's it's they're really 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 well kept and they're really nice and they're worth the money um speaking of money right now you can hit that course uh, we played at 739 a.m on a sunday which some would argue is like a is a peak time um, and some would argue that's too early, but the fact is it was 85 bucks. Um, right now I would say most likely in the middle of Memorial day weekend, you're probably pushing over a hundred, yeah. yeah, a buck and a quarter, but I will say it's worth it. Um, it's a good course. Um, they have the, they have a, uh, uh, <laughs> they have a, a bar there. It's called the seven tap tap. They got a French onion soup that will burn your throat, bro. Let me all right. So, let me set the scene. This is one of my favorite stories. It's the middle of winter, right? Paul and I were actually um, looking over, trying to find memberships, which I want to talk about uh, on a on a future podcast because the membership thing still is is a thorn in my side. Okay, <laughs> because I really feel like we're at a point now where we should get a membership somewhere, or we should really look into one but i'm also at the point where i feel like a membership no matter where we go is gonna fuck us in some sort of way 100 percent, right so anyway we we decided to go look in the general area may's landing country club we went to go to first <laughs> and we were like fuck it we'll go have dinner we'll see if maybe somebody's sitting there that can tell us any info about memberships yep turns out we pull up to may's landing country club and it looks like like the only thing it was missing was the fucking dust ball. Yeah. Like, you know, they're like our restaurant hasn't been opened up since we've been in Afghanistan. So. <laughs> yeah. So basically their restaurant closed in March of 2020 and never reopened, you know, COVID that, that whole thing. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Blue hair and pines. We decided to go to afterward because it was on the way home. Yeah. And Ashley and I had gone and looked there as a possible wedding venue. And I was like, I oh, they got bar food. And Blue Aaron Pines is in a development, so there's, like, a lot of homes and stuff around there. It's, like, they got locals coming in and stuff. And there's, that bar always has people in it. 
Right, and it's tucked away, which is really nice because the the it's it's in the middle of like a like a like a you know like a like spec like, home development kind right, of deal. Thank yeah, you. I couldn't think of that word, but like yeah, like essentially just like a condo association. So like you know, there's fucking like you know a bunch of old men there on a Tuesday Fuck night yeah. getting fucking lit. And so just we were like, home. let's join. Yeah, that and that's that's our that's our vibe. Yeah, so, that's our vibe. <laughs> um, I so anybody that knows me knows I am a fucking French onion soup whore. He literally bleeds it. I bleed. French he caught onion himself soup. the other day, and I was like, I started crying. He's like, What's wrong? I'm like, It smells onions. It smells. <laughs> That's just my bo. <laughs> yeah. bro. But uh, no, so I'm a French. So uh, we get to the Seven Tap Tavern, and uh, that's what it's called, the Seven Tap Tavern. Which, by the way, there's 13 taps. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so the Seven Tap Tavern uh, has a French onion soup on the menu. And I said, don't care. Give me a French onion. Right. As a matter of fact, it was 95 degrees out this weekend, and your boy had a French onion soup. John waters more soup in the summer than he does in the winter. I do love soup. I just like love it just, soup. It just hits different when you, when, you have to, when you sweat while eating it. Dog, I love soup. <laughs> anyway, um, I, so I, I say, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take the soup. Right. Yeah. She comes out with the soup, looks completely unassuming. Yeah. Dude, I I fucking put a bite of this soup in my mouth and I accidentally inhale it. <laughs> and it was the cheese was like fucking straight lava. Just like molten. It was it, bubbling. I didn't even realize it. Yeah. I so I always talk about the sound I made. Because it, I had no idea how to alert you that I was so fucked from this cheese. <laughs> I, I thought I was choking to death. I literally thought I was choking to death. But it was actually the cheese that just burnt my throat. Yeah. And I just went. Uh. <laughs> and, and, the, and the waitress was like, is he okay? Yeah, so I'm super bummed because she was there when Ashley and I went. She was there when you and I went that night. She was there. The time that we golfed it in the winter time, and then she wasn't there the other day, and she was funny as shit. John can sit, <laughs> continually hacked, coughed, screamed, choked for like the rest of the fucking meal. She's like, "Do you want milk or something?" At one point, <laughs> I literally, I, I was going, <laughs> "Oh God!" Like as I was, as I was sitting there trying to enjoy the rest of the food, it was so, it was the most painful thing. I enjoyed it. I ate a whole flatbread pizza for like two days. For two <laughs> days, I had a fucking lump in my throat. It felt like I had like a like strep. Yeah. So uh, the the French onion soup, by the way, is probably top ten. Of They're all French. They got onion killer soup. flatbreads. Their sandwiches yeah. are good. The French fries, are those good crispy ones. Yep. Heavily Deese food. Yeah. Really, really good food. Reasonably priced. Yeah, man. Every um, kind of cocktail, every kind of what he, whatever you want. Truly White Claw beer Guinness, like yeah. if you're Ashley. Drinks are good. Yeah. And they're and they're located at the turn, so you can actually come in. Yeah. They have the you know, they have like a like one of them little fucking like hot cases. Yeah, a little or hot whatever. dog roller yeah. and hot dogs, freaking chips, salsa, blah blah blah. And know. they have legitimate cart people. Yes. Yes. So I like this course a lot. It's yeah. probably a top five for me. Um, we played the whole course, four hours, 18 minutes. Yeah. Now, that was with a group of four walkers in front of us and then another group slowing them up as well. Of senior walkers. John almost killed a guy. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? I don't. I, honestly, I'm going to say it. I don't care. 
what was frustrating was we were probably the third group out that morning, maybe the fourth at 739. And I listen, I, I, I walked with Sea Dog, Ashley and I, and we played 18 holes in like three hours flat. But we all scrambled and we all went to our ball. What bot, what was annoying about these guys golfing is that, or walking, I should say, is that all four of them walked to each other's ball. So it was just like, it, you know, if they were in carts, they would just be sitting there standing. And I'm a firm believer that, like, if you scramble four people walking, you play faster than a cart, than two people. Fuck. You know what I mean? Because you're all going to your ball and you're all moving. And they just kept all going to the one guy and then over to the next guy and then over. And then... I wish I could spend as much fucking time on the greens as they did reading putts. They would spend 20 minutes just yeah, sitting like, there, and and I would love to do that. I would love to really take my time right. and just not give a fuck about anybody else. You just have to be just, cognizant. Right, and that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, we're pretty good with pace of play, and, like, you know, if Kate listens to this, she's probably laughing because I'm always – because Ashley always gets on me. She's like, oh, pace of play, pace of play, because I'm like, oh, we got you know, to get moving, blah, blah, blah. These guys just didn't give a flying fuck. You know what? And I respect it. I mean, I, you know what? I, if I could spend, like, I, I almost aspire to just not give a shit about. To, to but, like, if we, went to, if we went to, you know, half of the other courses in the area, that fucking ranger would be up our ass yelling at. We were we were five minutes in, in front of pace as the first group out on a course, and that guy hounded us three times. Yeah, dude. Saying, don't slow down. You're on pace. Well, with no fucking shit. Yeah, thanks. The guys aren't even up our ass behind us. Like it was, the ranger. The ranger passed us a few times and did not waved. care. Did yep. not care. Nope. So I will say this: that the blue heron, like the vibe, is a little bit cooler. Yeah, like, it's a little bit more chill. It's a blue collar course. It's a blue collar but course, it's ke- but it's kept more of a white collar, but with like a stain because you were sweating a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you wore you wore your polo to the job yeah, site, kind of deal, like a fucking mustard stain. Yeah. <laughs> Like I ain't too good for the yeah, right. You got right. the, the Bahama Mamas having yeah, eleven right. for lunch. Right, yeah, like or you know, like something like of that nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um very welcoming. Everybody, you know, like it's it's what's there's no pressure walking in there. Yeah. None. Yeah, absolutely. Um all right, so let's go through the holes real quick because I wanna tell you I know exactly where I fucking died and exactly what I had to do to fix it. I'm gonna pull it. a John and duck out for a second to use the bathroom. <laughs> All right, go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I did it last weekend, so it was sure easy. Did. Um, the first hole is a – so we played from the whites. Um, so all my yardages and stuff I'll give you from the whites. Um, it was 290 yards. Uh, it was a par four. Um, very straight, just, you know, whack it and, and get through. Very minimal sand traps, you know, uh, really nice first hole. Second hole. Par three, you know, I die on par threes. I wish Paulie were here so he can, so he, so I can have a shoulder to cry on. But I die on par threes. Par threes, I absolutely die on. I so on this par three, if I, if my scorecard, if I remember my scorecard correctly, it was a triple, um, and I just couldn't, could not get it near the hole. Um, nothing special about this par three. It was just. It was just out in the middle of nowhere, and I could not keep the ball. I could not keep the ball nearby. It was disgusting. <laughs> so, uh, you know, hole number hole number two. Uh, I mean, rather easy, you know, but I just couldn't couldn't get it going. Um, hole number three uh, uh, from the whites again. This is a par five four ninety five. Uh, 
nothing too crazy about this. A lot of these holes are just straight. Like they're just they're just straight. You just whack them and go. You know, uh, that, which which I really like about it because it's again you have some narrowness. I'm, I'm on part. I'm on hole number three. Paulie's back. Okay, back. guys. He did the follow up jiggle. Everything's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I the the number three was, you know, very straight. It's just every hole here is close to the other hole. Um, so there's not much craziness going on to them, but there there's some of them that are pretty challenging. And then this next one, number five, right? I'm on number five. No, I'm on number. Th- I'm on number four. Sorry, guys. Um, that was another par three. Is that you or me? <laughs> Paul's- oh, somehow my phone got on loud. Oh God, who does that? Stand ringtones anymore. Remember when ringtones were cool? Remember when you used to pay, like like try to pay for them? Yeah, dude. I don't do that shit anymore. <laughs> no fucking way. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> You know, not you, but you know. No, fair. Oh, that's that. That's a that's a par three right there. Yeah, no, hole number four, good old par three. Uh, relatively hun- straightforward. Yeah, relatively straightforward. Too uh-huh. far you're in the sand. Hundred sixty three. Yes, that one's the one that there's a there's a there's sand on the backside of the green and or yeah and if you go too hard you're you're in the sand. Um, hole number five, another par four, straightforward. Give it a shot. Get it on the green. You know, get your butts in. Uh, hole number four is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty nice. Or number five, sorry, it's pretty nice, and it's li- but it's lined with water. So number four and five, you are playing around a lot of water. But as long as you hit that baby straight, you're good to go. Yeah, that that if you slice on either of those holes, you're fucked. Yeah, you're beat. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, number six. Six. Don't hook into the water. Yeah, number six. Basically, don't hook into the water. He's right. So. Uh, number six was also par four. Um, again, modest ranges for these. That's like three seventy five or two seventy five. Sorry. Um, yeah, like modest ranges for these. They're not terrible. They're not the worst. They're not the hardest. Um, but the course itself is just really well maintained. Um, number seven, another two hundred ninety five yard par four. What do we say about this one, Paulie? Number seven's not bad, except for uh, you got a huge fairway bunker on an angle, so it starts at the bottom right of the hole and then it goes to the left. So I wish that oh, this is we talk, man. Uh, courses that don't have yardage books, like just kiss my ass at this point, man. I don't yeah. know if I'm like snobbing because I've been going to places that do have them, but it doesn't tell you your distance from the drive. I mean, if you're playing the whites. You probably have to clear what's the yardage on seven. I mean, seven is 295, so you probably have if you don't hit over 250, like you're in the sand, unless you really slice it right and you find some relief and you know, pray that it opens up over there, which it doesn't. <laughs> That's <laughs> my favorite lined, term. It's just lined with trees, but nah, bro, it's gonna open up over there. Yeah, it's there. gonna open up. Nah, bro, you're good. You're good. And um, uh, and a big. Big, big greenside bunkers to the right. And they they do theirs kind of like a potbelly style on this hole. I know it's like it's pretty up. Like you got to you're, – you're opening up the face of a wedge and popping. Yeah. And it's like a sugar sand too. It's yeah. A, it's, it's, a, it's thick, but it's not like dirty. I sand. love it. Yeah. I like that. Really th- nice. Yeah. Um, so number eight, uh, they start to give you a little tease a little bit to think the course is going to get easier as you go because number eight is – it's a slight dog leg to the right. Yeah. 
but it's an easy hole, very minimal issues. Yep. Um, even that water from – so this is actually uh, adjacent to number five, which is covered in water, but this is on the left side of number five, which is – all trees and if so, you're playing women's tees or handicap tees you're in front of the water yeah you're in you're in front of the water on these yeah so um and then number nine going back into the turn another straightforward one no water no issues just sand this is another one of those you got to drive it well though or you're going into the sand or some pretty tough disgusting fescue yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah um so then you go to the turn grab yourself a dog dude get yourself a dog because some of these holes after nine, number 10 in particular, number 10 in particular is a difficult hole. Number 10. So we can put, uh, so the front nine is one part of the course, and then you actually drive around yes, to get sorry. to the 10. So there's a backside of it. And if yep. it is busy, they'll start you on 10. Yes, they will start you on 10. Uh, as a matter of fact, we started on 10 when we went over the winter. Yeah. Um, but 10 gets difficult. 10 where it starts to get difficult because this green is actually on the other side of water, and you're like, I'm a, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, it gets narrow. Yep, and then you go for it, or at least you think you're going to go for it, and you're beat. Um, you're, you're 100% beat. Yeah, you're done. Um, and then, okay, so this is my favorite hole of the entire course, number 11. It was a par three. Yep. Uh, very short par three. Very short par three, but it over is. Over water. Over water. And you're on the green. <laughs> Paul, Paulie's leaving again. All right, bye. See you, buddy. Um, very short part three. It's over water, and you're on the green. Uh, there's literally no in between. You're beat if you're not on the if you're not on the green. If you're, I mean, you could probably knock it off into the <laughs> into the other fairway or something. But realistically, if you wanted to stay on the course, you're over water, or you're on, or you're not. You're you're dead. You're done. You're, you, it, the the ball's in the water. You're either on the green or not. Um, number twelve, another straightforward par five. I'm sorry, par four. Um, it starts to shy away from the water at that point. You start to leave. There's a lot of sand on this hole, though. I mean, your fairways. If you're not dead straight, you're in the sand. Uh, you're gonna. You don't want to try to play this one safe. Play the next few holes safe, as a matter of fact. Um, number 13 is uh, another 400, 405 yards. So pretty decent, pretty decent size par four. Uh, 405 yards par four. Dog legs to the left. Um, again, real easy. Lots of woods. And there are, I will say this. There's a lot of houses on this course, too. So if you're afraid of breaking somebody's window, just freaking spray and pray, man. Um, so that that one, number 13, dog legs to the left. And it's a decent size, decent size hole. Uh, 483-yard par five. I wanted to make sure because one of them seemed a little long for number 14. Number 14 is the hole that Paul was talking about. There is in this... You have the tee box, about 100, 200 yards of fairway, and then 30 to 40 yards of, of like, a, like a straight, just hard dirt beach. It was very weird, but it's I understand what it is. It's basically just a huge 
like sand trap. <laughs> you you can even drive through it. I don't even understand. Paul, we're t- you're back. Welcome back. We're talking about number 14. 14 is an absolute shit show because it's – what's the overall on 14? It's like 483 yards. 483 yards. Not that bad. Not that bad. And it's actually – I mean, it's the third hardest hole in the green. What fucks me – I mean, this is really where you have to play smart golf because off the tee box, you're hitting to the water on your yep. left. And if you hit, like, between that – 225 range 225 to like 250 you cannot fuck up your second shot unless you are me last week and i fucked up my second shot put it right into the sand i spent more time moving rocks around so that i would not fuck up my wedge (laughs) yeah this one's it's like a dirt road in the middle of the hole which is i mean no rakes no anything just like you can drive through it with a cart oh yeah it's it's essentially like I don't know. Like they did it on purpose, obviously, but like I don't. I, I, and how they fuck you is, um, it 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 slopes up. So like the like the dirt's cut the dirt's cut out straight, and then when you get right to the front of it, right before you're back into the rough into the fairway, it's like two, three feet, maybe even four feet with the curve high, which isn't that big of a deal. But you're almost better off hitting a high lofted wedge out of there and tr- and laying up than you are. I tried to crank a seven iron out of it, caught a bit. I did not hit it. I did not get on like you have the kind of sand and dirt that it is. Like you have to get under it. You can't hit it like a normally groomed fairway bunker, or you're just not gonna have a good time. And I did not have a good time. It's gonna whip your ass. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Number fifteen, easily. Well, it is number one, the hardest hole on the course. Um, just so you guys know, on a scorecard, when it says handicap, 18 is the easiest and one is the hardest. We should go over that, Paulie. Let's put that on the fucking, our, my favorite segment. Course rating or uh, hole, hole rankings. Yeah, hole rankings. Um, so number 15, it it's a slight dog leg to the right, but not really. It just kind of bends to the right. The problem with this one is is you're going to want to smash the fucking ball to the right, but there's a monstrous sand pit there, which it's going to be easily – if you land in the middle of it, you're two two shots out. Like you, It's a very large fairway it's bunker. It's a very yeah. large fan, fairway bunker. And then just probably about 100 yards before the green, this fairway turns into like – nothing it's probably 15 feet wide super narrow super narrow at a at a body of water and you're like mm, i'm gonna hit it right over blah 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 and right where it gets narrow there the tree line just mm-hmm. to the right of that right off the cart path is that's the biggest cluster on the course remember john hit a ball perfectly it landed it, it landed perfectly it hit a tree it was small and it landed right in the middle of this thing. We could not fucking find it. I, I think I was it. more pissed off than you were. I'm like, I saw a fucking drop here. Yeah. <laughs> Probably this fucking walker is pissed off at you. So they yeah, just right. Because I'm walloped him in the back. <laughs> but no, so this one, this one, you, you, so the, the fairway turns in, it's only about 15 feet wide at the water. And then you're like, all right, cool. I'll just play this thing. Like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll play it out. I'll make sure I get over. But what you don't realize is, is that this green, backs up to the water yep and there is no reprieve if you roll off the back side of the green you are in the water right so play this one with extreme caution play it short if you have to honestly play it short and take an extra stroke to get there because it's going to cost you three or four strokes if you try to play this one aggressively absolutely yeah so 
Um, 17. 17, now you're starting to come out. Of the, you're starting to get a little easier. <laughs> yeah. Know? So 17's a 405-yard par 4. Um, and then, you know, it's just a straightforward, just whack it and go. Um, this one backs up to hole number 12, uh, which, again, there, there's, there was really no issues on hole number 12 either. So um, 17 just puts you right back out there. And then 18, uh, another, the final par 5. Uh, which is one of the longer par fives, if I'm not mistaken, it's 473 yards uh, on this on this course. Right. 473, right? 473. Yep. Yeah. 473, man. Straight. Dead straight. Takes you right back to the clubhouse. Good course, man. Killer course. Um, it's a good price. It's kept in good shape. Carts are decent. Food's good for a, a course around us. Um, you know, even like some of the courses that like are even slightly nicer than this don't have even have restaurants. And for us, when we go with our wives, it's an outing. That's our, you know, we we typically order food <laughs> food out one night together. That's and it. Then, you know, we do that, and then we go home and nap, watch golf and nap kind of deal. So it's a it's a good it's a good day experience. Yeah. Um, Blue Heron Pines, two fucking thumbs up. By the way, just so you...